Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Welcome to the best of breakfast with Vossie and Brandy. We are pumped up ahead of a big weekend of sport with the World Club Challenge headlining uh, Rugby League. And I quiz Brandy on if he only had $10 left, would he have enough faith to put it on the Australian cricket team in the second test? Uh, top of the morning to you on this uh, Friday morning. Welcome to breakfast with Vossie and Brandy. We're ready to go on a Friday, as uh, Vanessa said, Delhi. We're off to Delhi. Not... not we, as in Brandy and I, Jared Waitley's there, having been to the Super Bowl, bit of a sore point. Um, but uh, yes, cricket on SEN this afternoon, second test. What hope? I think we should talk a lot of cricket today. If you're down to your last $10, where's it going on in the cricket? Top scorer, who takes the most wickets, result, how many days, all of those things. But I've got a question for my co-host right off the top of the program. A little bit of deja vu all over again. It's a famous sports star's birthday today. Oh, come on. 60. So, uh, turning 60. One 60. of the biggest names in sport turns 60 today. Who is it? World sport or Australian sport? Ever. Ever. Yeah, it's American. American. You're oh, one of the biggest names American. ever. Turns 60. The big 6 0. Uh, Clue. Is Michael Jordan like 60? Can't answer a question with a question. Michael Jordan. That's the rules. Correct. Yeah. Right, you're back and forth. Michael Jordan turns 60 today. When we're talking about people's favourite sports person or, you know, yes. goats, Michael Jordan is in the, in the conversation every single time. And DeMarkey's 60th birthday too. Some news came through. He has made a record-breaking $10 million donation to the Make-A-Wish America. Um, so his birthday, but he's giving that very generous gift, $10 million a donation to Make-A-Wish America. So well done. Michael Jordan is 60 uh, today. Brandy, you're down to your last $10. Here's your second question. You're yeah. down to your last 10 but mm-hmm. you must have a bet on the cricket. Yep. Is the $10 going on India to win? Draw? Yes. Australia to win? One of the Australian batsmen to be leading scorer? One of the bowlers to take the most wickets? Where's the last 10 of Greg Alexander down in his luck going on? I, cu- I couldn't put it on the Australians. Okay. I'd like to. Vossi, I'd love to put yeah. it on the Australians. I'd love to have the confidence that I could put it on on either Australia to win or one of the Australian batsmen to score a century, uh, but I couldn't do it. My last 10, if I was down to my last 10, I'd have to go on to India. And they're very short. I wouldn't get much of a return, but I'd get a return, I think. At least you'd get something. But it not, would not be a huge... Well, it, it would be one of the biggest turnarounds... Not knowing that the Australian team is, you know, has been one of the best yeah. test teams over the last four or five years, but yep. uh, it would be a massive turnaround. I, I don't trust the Indian wicket. I don't trust the curators, and then I don't trust the Australian <laughs> batsmen to be able to get some runs on. Well, it. okay, I'm going to loan you ten on top of the last ten that you've placed on India, mm-hmm. where I said, Brandy, I'm going to loan you ten, and you're going to pick yep. the Australian batsman who will score the let, let's say first innings most runs. Australian mm. batsman, where would that 10 of mine go? <laughs> Not my last 10, I've got 20. So I've got an extra 10 can just I, hidden away. Can I, can, I, little, can I put it on Travis Head? Will he be Travis in the Head. side? Sweet, sweet. No, Travis Head no. to be leading. No, well, no, I, no, I, well, let's, no, he might yeah. even be in the side, Travis Head. 
him, they mightn't pick Travis Head. I'd, I'd put it on Steve Smith. In okay, Smith Steve Smith, Smith. I, I, I have faith in Steve Smith. All right, let's hear it from the uh, listeners this morning. That's one of our, that's top of the agenda. Your last 10, the last 10 game, the last $10. And you have to have a bet on this test as to some overall outcome or one of the more exotic bets, leading run scorer or the like. Uh, you can call through on 1300 01 1170. That is the Motorola, hello Moto, uh, Motorola open line. And you can text 0457. Seven three six seven three six. Is she? Is she there? The Motorola lady. Just, just Dan. Just Hello, Moto. Early in the morning. Just a. Hello, Moto. Whatever company. Um, there we go. So the cricket is on now. From that perspective, we move along to the fact that uh, Jared Whateley has caught up with Pat Cummins, so we can hear a little yes, bit of has. that later on. Cameron Green. Yeah. I remember one of our callers. Um, it might have been our first day, the text is saying, like, if Cameron Green isn't fit to bowl, should he be considered as a batsman? Is there some hampering? Do, do you not need to be 100% fit? Would you, you know? Yeah, I, I don't know what the situation is with Cameron Green. If if I would think if Cameron Green can't bowl, do you, I don't play him. You, okay. you pick a batsman. Yeah. Like, if you can't yeah, well, bowl, that's right. That's right. pick with a batsman. average. Yeah. yeah. Uh, look, Rachel. and I know that you know they they keep talking about Travis Head and his poor form on the subcontinent and his low average, but uh, I think he's worth a shot after we uh, we all struggled to get into double figures last time. So if if Cameron Green can't bowl, if he can bowl, well that changes the situation completely for the Australians. Um, you've got that third quick. In fact, if they do go with the, if they only go with one quick. It, the, the side that they pick, Vossi, whoever's fit, will be fascinating to see you what, what, what I, sort of reaction off the back of that loss will will do to the selectors. Uh, did you um, like? It was great having Alan Border on the program yesterday. AB making the point that he and this is Alan Border speaking goes with three fast bowlers, one spinner, and we and we pushed him, and he'd go Lyon ahead of Murphy, which was you know. Yep. Big call, uh, but the three fast bowler theory, do you like what AB was putting forward? Well, as I said yesterday, Vossi, I'd only go with the three fast bowlers if Cameron Green is fit if and can be that third yeah. quick to go with two spinners. I think okay. I think you need two spinners, I, but that's All that's right. just me. I'm, you know, AB knows a lot more, so um, we'll see what they come up with. Now, now yesterday, Vossi. Early, we, we came up with the story. The NRL $1.3 billion peace deal. League tables record offer in bid to head off player strike. Yes. So Peter Bedell and Brent Reid have written that story yesterday, saying that things are good. Every, you know, beefed up the offer. I had my suspicions that it might have been not true. Uh, and I was driving out to Penrith yesterday and I heard on SEN that a statement had come through from the Players Association saying to clarify recent media reporting that has caused confusion, the RLPA has not received a new financial offer from the ARL Commission. So they kiboshed that in, in a lot of ways. The, the, the statement from the, AR, uh, the uh, Players Association was a long one, but that's basically the guts of it. When Brent Reid and Peter Bedell write that story... Do they ask a question and go, "Hang on, isn't this, isn't this, the offer that was previously put forward?" Mm. 
Well, can you can you refer to it as a new offer when it's the same offer? Our offered months later. No, you can't. Could, could, no, I'm just trying to defend. Is there a, is there a devil in the detail here that you could call it a new offer? They've made a new offer. It is actually the same offer, but it's a new offer because they haven't made an offer for two months. No. So why would that? Why would the same <laughs> offer then? Um, Got nothing else to offer. Put strike out of. Is it a publicity stunt? What what is it? Can you tell me? It's a mess. That's what it is. It's a mess. So now, now you said you were heading. So you were out to Penrith yesterday, and as I said, uh, yes. back in the TV show Starsky and Hutch, they used to have Huggy Bear that go down to see Huggy mm. Bear on the street. Did you hear anything on the street? So is no. st- st- strike? There was no still a chance no. for two two weeks from yesterday. Is the first game of the season? Well, Nathan so, Cleary was in. Nathan Cleary was uh, interviewed yesterday, and. There's a story in today's Telegraph to, to say exactly that, that the players still have that option. Now, that would be the absolute... And, and are they in talks now? Like, the story said they're in talks for the next 48 hours, but are they? Are, are they... Are, like, oh, I, no, I don't know what to believe. I, I, no, I don't know no, that's true. You don't. I, it's reported that they're in talks, but that, that could be made up as well. A text. Like, I, I don't a text. know... But there was no talk out there of, of players striking. But I guess that is the last resort if they can't get some sort of well, answer on what they're asking for. Well, that, that's why I said yesterday I, I found it interesting. And I think we should monitor what's happening in the Six Nations rugby this weekend. Because Wales are in a, a similar situation. They are threatening to go the extreme, to strike, to, to pull out of the match against England this weekend in Six, Six Nations rugby. A bloke saying that, you know, they have no contracts past the next four months. They can't do any planning. They can't get a mortgage. There's players on antidepressants, the pressure of it all. Um, so, because I think once we get this weekend of pre-season challenge out of the way, you know, the time for talk is over, really. If, if You've got to force the hand. We can't just linger. I don't think we can go into the first round of the season with it still up in the air, Brandy. No, so, I don't think I so don't either. think they can be veiled threats. I think... I think it has Bossy, to be went, outlined. This is what we're going to do. Yeah. They went into if, last year without a CBA. It just carried over from the last deal. So it, it's nothing's been sorted out. It's been more than 12 months. Nathan Cleary in yesterday, being interviewed yesterday out there at Penrith said, we're prepared to set out games. It's obviously not something we want to do. It's robbing the fans of what they want to see. Uh, and he said, in saying that, it's something we're prepared to do to get our fair share. Mm. So although there was no talk of, and, and I didn't, you know, players don't walk around talking about it. No. They will, they, if, if something needs to be said, players will hold a meeting and say what needs to be said. Yeah. Then they remove that, get on with the job of training and, and preparing for the weekend game. Um, so there was no general chat about it. I just think come Monday, there will be discussion in a war room of sorts that, it cannot be allowed to linger. It can't just be vague. It just can't be threat, threat, threat when the the season's kicking off. So I think the story, dare I say, will be ramped up come uh, next week. We will be talking about it every day uh, next week. Now, just on the rugby league, COVID is over. The COVID protocols we learn are basically gone. So the end of uh, end of mandatory testing. No longer will clubs be forced to test on match day. 
nor will we have clean and dirty zones be in operation. So down on the sideline, it's open slather. If a player notifies their club of a positive test, they must be absent from the club for five days. Now, my first reaction to that was, what chance a player with a big game, let's wind it ahead to finals, he mm-hmm. tested in the privacy of his own home, he, is he going to tell the club, I'm out for five days, can't play this weekend? I don't think that's going to happen. I think... No. I just think that... Um, I, I'm interested now, now to know what our no... listeners... What, what, work, what is the workplace practice at the moment? I know there's the Charlie Goodsir rule at SEN. He tests <laughs> positive for COVID and he's giving himself on. a mandate for two weeks off. Hang on. But, Hang on. Where... Is Charlie not at work again today? No, no, no. He's off. So he's, got, he's, he's off. So what... No, but seriously, what, what is it? You test positive. Is he still um, working what is the SEN? Like is... In your workplace. Well, he's got COVID. He's got the... Uh, Right, he's got COVID um, and he's, and yeah, he's off. Well, I can only talk talk about. Well, we don't do testing at SEN, and we don't do testing at, no. at Fox. We stopped anymore. at Fox now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no. Uh, but and if we you will... get COVID, if you test positive, mm-hmm. I, I have no idea. I, 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 I'm meant to stay no, away I don't from know work. What, what's going on? I've got no idea. I, I think I think if you're symptom free, you can go to work. Uh, play on. Like, that's, play on. Yeah. Ben Cummins, six to go. Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> whatever yeah, yeah right okay alright well anyway let us know on the open line share, share your yeah, share your COVID experience uh, at the moment does anyone know what's in place at your workplace love to hear from you on the hello motor uh, 1300 70 text 0457 uh, Brandy's on the Jack Jumpers bus uh, they beat the Breakers last night so they're going to a deciding game uh, Jack Jumpers bus very popular bus uh, Kings playing tonight against the Taipans. Marsh Cup yesterday. Daniel Hughes, well done, 126. Matilda's winning last night. And here's the last quiz question for the morning. Since when are they, are they Chechia? Is it Czech, Czechia? Czechia? Or can we just call them the Czech Republic? 4-0 up there at Gosford. Any ideas, Brandon? Well, everyone's changing names and how you say things, um, Vossi. So I, I I don't know. I'm, I'm Papa Lee. So Czechia? Czechia? Pa- Czechia. Um, Need a let's just, to, like, let's just call them the Czech Republic so everyone out there knows well, what we're talking about. Yeah, but that, not yeah. if they don't want to be called that. If they don't want to be called that. It's like when Canterbury called themselves the Sydney Bulldogs. Well, I'm going to go down. You know. Our coffee shop down here in Collaroy is run by um, a young man, Jan. Mm. Jan's from Czechoslovakia. So I'm going to ask him. I'll find out exactly. I'll, I'll, I'll get, the, mm. I'll get the, the mail on how well, you it's say strong, It's a strong start name. of the program. We're gambling here. You're down to your last 10, the cricket. You've got to have a bet what's happening. We've got racing tips coming up today, too, from Gareth Hall from SEN. But really want to rip into calls. We've got the Signet Power Boost Bank to give away. Uh, we'll let you know who won the Power Bank yesterday. One of our new followers on Twitter had Vossi Brandy SEN. We forgot to announce that. Or you did, Brandy. You forgot to announce that. Right. You, uh, you know what? I th- and, and this is something. This is a new segment. We're racing tips. We're going to do this weekly, Vossi. Because um, there's lots of us out there that like to hear the tips. So... That are down to our last 10. Well, yes. Yep. Tell us All where right. to put it. You're listening to the best of breakfast with Fossey and Brandy. The Panthers are in action tomorrow night in the World Club Challenge against St. Helens. Sadly, though, Dylan Edwards won't be on the field, but he jumped on the line to talk about the team's prep and his injury as we look towards round one. Now, our next guest, Fossey, has had an incredible uh, couple of seasons. Very important in the Panthers' two premiership wins. Clive Churchill, medal winner, 
last year in the grand final against the Eels. I'm talking about their fullback, Dylan Edwards, who I'm happy to say joins us on the line. G'day, Dill. Hey, Brandy. How you going? Mate, very good, very good. Now, you're, you're not playing in this game, which must be disappointing. I know all the boys are excited about the World Club Challenge on Saturday night against St. Helens. You just just need to... What is the story? Yeah, obviously very disappointed in missing the game. Like you said, it's all the boys are pumped and ready to go. But yeah, I just had a um, a little ham, hamstring niggle um, sort of start of last week. But it's yeah, it's healed up really well. But um, obviously, yeah, it just sort of puts you in a bit of bit of doubt for this game. So if push came to shove and you had to play the game, you probably could. But just with the comp starting in a couple of weeks, better to just be cautious about it. Yeah, that's exactly right, Brandy. Like obviously, you've got a pretty good medical staff out here. At Penrith, and uh, yeah, that's that's the main goal in mind. Dylan Andrew Vossi, I was at the uh, Centre of Excellence um, the other week doing our filming for the fan on Fox Lake. That's an incredible premises, an incredible work environment you guys now have to work. And one of the areas is the big um, cinema, the big theatre where all the players get together. Have you, as a group, actually studied or had a look at a lot of what St Helens can do? Or, like, has Ivan Cleary put together a... A, a tape file of uh, a lot of the players. Obviously, you know the former NRL players, but some of these British players. Have you looked at the, you know, the abilities closely of Johnny Lomax and, and others? Yeah, we have done a bit of work on our mate. Actually, sort of pretty similar to what we do um, previewing any other team we play throughout the year. Um, obviously, you get some good footage from the Super League over there, and yeah, and just highlight some key individuals that they got and so a little bit of structure that they play with. So yeah, so definitely just treating it um, exactly how we treat every every opponent we face. Well, can I say, uh, and you're not playing tomorrow night, but having watched Jack Wellsby at the World Cup, and again last Saturday night down in Wollongong, this may be the greatest rap I can give. He's a, there's a bit of Dylan Edwards about him. <laughs> the way Jack Wellsby moves around the field and, and, and can bust tackles and loiters around the play the ball, uh, Jack Wellsby would have come up in conversations. He's a terrific young talent at 21. Yeah, absolutely. And he's played in uh, the three of their grand finals so far. He's only yeah, 21. Three grand he's, finals. He's a, he's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's an amazing player. He definitely showed it again last weekend. The the class he's got, and yeah, we'll definitely have to um, be on the toes around him whenever he's got the ball or when he's around the ball. A, a number of people were asking me whether Penrith were taking this game serious, Dylan. I I think you know, my answer to that was once it was locked in, Penrith were a bit sceptical about whether the the game was going ahead. But once it was locked in, uh, it everyone it became very serious and, and they desperately want to win this. It's something that the Panthers have never been able to win after a couple of tries uh, over the years. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Like you said, as soon as it was locked in, um, it's just a, it's a, another trophy we want to win and we always want to win out at Penrith. So um, the boys are fully, fully preparing really well like a, it's an important game for us. How do you think the new players have gone over the off-season? Uh, Luke Garner, Zach Hosking, both starting in the second row. Yeah, mate, they've trained really, really well over the off-season. They're bought in um, completely. Um, they get up to speed with all the system and all that. They've, as you said, as I said, they're trained really hard. And, um, I'm excited to see how they go on the weekend, actually. Well, Dylan, we're sorry you're not playing, but we're really excited to uh, see both Penrith and St Helens playing for such a prestigious trophy uh, tomorrow night. Let's hope for a big crowd. It is going to be warm. Kickoff's been pushed back to 6.50. And Dylan, can't wait to see you in action throughout the NRL season. You become... I know you're a humble young fella from the from the country, but you've become one of our superstars of our NRL. NRL, we love watching you play. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks, Bossy. Thanks, Bernie. Good on Todd you, Todd Churchill, medal winner. And, and I'll tell you part of it too. He's the whole package now: interviews, 
handles himself so well. He's a you know, father as well, you know, responsibilities. Real star, Dylan Edwards. In, a, in another era, he's, he's state of origin and Australian fullback. You know, yeah, we've absolutely. just got so many to pick absolutely. from. So great to have him on the program right here. Breakfast with Vossie and Brandy on the Home of Sport, SEN. You're listening to the best of breakfast with Vossie and Brandy. The new Manly Seagulls coach, Anthony Seabold, joined us to discuss Manly's chances through the season and an update on Tom Trebojevic. We also found out what he learned while he was coaching at the England Rugby Union team with Eddie Jones. Now, uh, let's get to some serious news. Uh, The Manly Club. Now, last year was a disappointment. I I have to admit, this time last year, I think I had Manly in my top four. So for them not to even make the eight and crash and burn at the end of the season, it's almost like they need a reboot. Now, part of that reboot, there's no longer Des Hasler. It's Anthony Seabold returning to the fold as a head coach in the NRL. He's taken over the reins at Manly. The infrastructure's all there. The centre of excellence is outstanding. I've never seen Four Pines Park look better, Fortress Brookie, than what it does at the moment. Um, Tommy Trebojevic, is he fit? Is he raring to go after his uh, procedure in the United States? We've got all these questions to ask. And Anthony Seabold, who's a great friend of SEN, um, well, I don't know, is he going to change? Is he still considering himself a bit of a media man? <laughs> Anthony, welcome back. Welcome to The Breakfast Show. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm going well, Vossi. Um, yeah, good to chat to you too, Brandy. And um, yes, I am an SEN man, Vossi. Just to, to answer your question there, mate. It's great uh, doing some work for the uh, yeah on on the Saturday afternoons and Sunday afternoons, calling the footy last year, mate. But back in the coaching, which is good. Well, Anthony, how has the off-season been? Uh, Vossi and I were, were quickly discussing your time with Eddie Jones, uh, and we were wondering whether you bought whether there was anything from your time with the English Rugby Union team and Eddie Jones in particular, that you bought to off-season training with Manly this year? Uh, well, there's certainly a lot of things that I bought from, from Eddie, Brandy. I think, um, you know, to work with, with a world-class coach for, um, you know, the previous sort of 20 months, mate, I, um, I saw how, how Eddie sort of goes about his work, um, you know, with regards to pre- you know, preparing a team, uh, preparing for big games, um, you know, how he delegates... Uh, to the coaching staff and, um, you know, the accountability that comes with that. So there's, there's plenty of things I learned there, mate. Uh, with regards to the, the two codes, um, you know, from a pre-season point of view, you know, international rugby is very different because you essentially get a two-week build-up into into a test match. So, you know, we've, we've worked really hard on uh, bringing the group, um, I suppose, um, you know, equipping the group rather, you know, physically and mentally over the pre-season. But the most important thing for us was, you know, that um, sense of togetherness and belonging. We've done a lot in that space, mate. So, um, yes, learned some good things from Eddie in that space as well. Yeah, well, that's good. Uh, that, that is good. Uh, look, I, you have to think. I mean, you're a smart man, Anthony. You've now got experience on board at a couple of clubs in the NRL, this, you know, incredible experience, seeing things through a different lens in rugby union. I'm really excited about your involvement back, and I think Manly fans should be as well. But can I be, with the greatest of respect, I think Manly fans are more concerned about Tom Trebojevic's fitness than they are about your success or failure. They think you'll do a good job, but they know they need Tom. Is Tom 100% fit right now? Yeah, Tom is fit. Um, He he trained fully yesterday, so um, it was our captain train yesterday. He he trained fully in that, trained fully on Tuesday night uh, when we trained um, three three days out from tonight's game. So, um, if we were to play next week, then Tom would be available. So um, unless we have an income for scene happen over the next two weeks, then Tom will be right for round one, which is good news for um, you know our supporters and members. And 
um, you know, important for our team as well. Uh, the other player that's, uh, that there's a, a bit of a change for Manly this year, no Kieran Foran, Josh Schuster, who didn't have a great game, played about half the season, a great season last year, played about half the games. Um, we all know the incredible potential that Josh Schuster has got and reports in the paper, Anthony, that he's been working hard, he's, he's dropped some weight. Uh, what are your impressions and what are your expectations for Josh Schuster this year? Yeah, well, certainly my impression is, um, you know, he's, he's, he's got an ability to go and get better. Um, he's got so much potential, as I say, Brandy. He sounds for Manly when he's 14 or 15 years of age. So he's been at the club for a number of years. And I think he's been waiting for an opportunity to, to wear the number six. Um, one of the most pleasing things about his pre-season is that he hasn't missed a session. Um, you know, so one thing I do know, you know, the more work you do in the pre-season, certainly... Um, gives you a good opportunity to play good football in the season. And, um, you know, from that point of view, mate, he, he hasn't missed a beat there. Um, you know, everybody talks about um, the immense potential. And, and now it's, you know, for Josh, and he's got to own his career, um, you know, close the gap between, you know, his best games and his worst games. And, um, you know, his manager can't do that. I can't do that for him. Um, you know, his friends can't do that. It, that's up to Josh. So, um, but I'm really confident in what he can bring to the group and he'll get a you know, good opportunity to play some minutes tonight against the Roosters, which will be a good test for him. Um, yeah, so we're looking forward to that. Speaking of potential, uh, you must be excited about you, you know, the chance to work with and what you've got in the back row. Um, Hamoli Olakawatu, uh, you know, has uh, he might have played you know, 30 or 35 first-grade games. Kelma Tuolangi, new signing this year. Um, both very big, very talented. Uh, there's there's a danger on the edge for, for the Seagulls this year on both sides. Yeah, we feel as though that's an area that we're, we're really strong in uh, because underneath that, Ben Trebojevic um, has put some size on. I thought he did extremely well against the Bunnings last week and uh, another young kid called Samuel Fanau who's just turned 19. So those four edge back rowers um, you know, provide us with great depth. And I think, um, as you said, Kelmer and, and Amole, um, they've certainly uh, you know, got some strengths on that edge, particularly uh, you know, with their carries. So, you know, that's, that's good for our halves. But, you know, Shuey and, and Cherry Evans and, and young Cooper Johns, who's um, had a really good pre-season pre as well. Um, you know, for, for those ball players, it's, it's good to have some weapons like Kelmer and, and Amala on the edges. I, th I think, I, I know right now rugby league coach again, Anthony, but I think it'd be remiss of us not to ask you just about Eddie Jones, the fact that he's had this huge shift uh, during the last few months from England coach to Australian coach. For the rugby fans listening, would you be incredibly confident that Eddie Jones will, will turn things around like straight away? How high should expectations be from Wallaby fans of an impact of Eddie Jones on the team? Uh, I think he'll have enormous impact, Rosie. Uh, as I said before, he's a world-class coach. I think it's the best appointment that uh, Rugby Australia, um, or the best thing that happened to Rugby Australia for, for some time. You know, Eddie's had success wherever he's gone. He's the highest winning England coach in their history. I think it was 73%. Um, you know, there was other things, uh, you know, potentially away from uh, away from the rugby that may have made their decision uh, for whatever reason uh, to bring in a homegrown coach over there. But I saw the, the impact that he had um, over there and, um, you know, you saw on the recent Wallaby tour how much media attention Eddie creates. You know, like we had um, you know, 50,000 um, crowds to all three test matches when we when we toured here to play against the Wallabies. So just, you know, Eddie puts rugby back 
back on the you know back page of of the papers and he's fantastic um you, you know engaging type of guy so the media um, attention he'll bring the game will be significant but most importantly he's an outstanding coach i just think that uh, there's enough potential there in the wallabies group for him to improve them really quickly all right. Well, that's the last time we'll probably speak rugby with you for the moment, uh, Anthony. It'll be all rugby league from here on in, and hopefully it's a, a smiling Anthony Seabold, former German international, as I always like to say when we interview you. Uh, former right. German yeah, international, rugby league international. Rarely get to say that. Anthony, um, fighting fit. You're ready to go. You're back in the fold. Welcome to the dentist chair. Root canal therapy coming up. Enjoy the season. <laughs> that's right. Good on you, Rossi. Thanks, Brandon. Appreciate chatting. Thanks, Seabs. Good man. Anthony Seabold. Yeah, he is a good man. He is a good man. And, I, and and talking football with him, as we do, Brandy, off mic. I mean, you do. Yep. He's a smart bloke. He's he's going to make a difference at Manly. Different coach, Des Hasler. Um, yeah. But uh, he, he will have a positive influence, I'm sure, Anthony Seabold. Yeah, I, I think he will. I, I think he bit. will. Uh, it, it, you know, Vossi, it, it's always interesting, to, you know, if Manly go through a tough stage, he, he'll he, he'll be in the, you know, under the microscope for sure. Um but hoping that Tommy uh, gets on the field in round one and stays on the field. Manly need him to stay on the field this year. 